Hi, I'm Brent Stafford, and this is RegWatch by RegulatorWatch.com. It appears that the Quebec government intends to join the province of Nova Scotia and New Brunswick with a province-wide flavor ban. These steps are draconian, out of step with the science on vaping, and in stark contrast with an astonishing new plan just announced by the British government to provide 1 million smokers a free vaping starter kit to help smokers in England to quit for good. Joining us today from England to talk through the new plan is Louise Ross, a clinical consultant at the National Centre for Smoking Cessation and Training, the business development manager for the Smoke Free app and chair for the new Nicotine Alliance UK, a registered charity dedicated to promoting issues around tobacco harm reduction. Louise, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for inviting me. Always welcome here, that's for sure. Look, you've been a regular guest and you know Canada well. What do you make of the provincial bans on flavored vapes? I've been very worried watching the the, the growing um, opposition to the idea of tobacco harm reduction in Canada, because at one point it looked like things were going really well, that, that, you know, Canadians believed this was a good way of stopping smoking and that it could reduce smoking rates. And then suddenly we get you know, a drive to, to ban flavours, um, you know, to, to, and, 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 and get out propaganda that deters people from switching to vaping. Um, and, and that concerns me greatly because we know that, you know, flavours are, are much, much um, more than, than people assume, you know, when they're looking in from the outside. Flavours are very important to, to adults who have switched to vaping. Uh, most most people, in my experience, would start with a tobacco flavour um, and, and then in a short space of time, they'd start experimenting with other flavours, the fruit flavours, the sweet flavours, and they love them. And, and so they transition from tobacco flavour or ashtray flavour, as somebody called it, um, to something much more pleasant. And it's the, the pleasure of using a, a, a different flavoured vape that kept them going. That, that kept them from not relapsing to smoking. And we know many people um, say that if, if flavours were banned, they would simply go back to smoking. Um, so, you know, I, I implore the Canadian government um, to, to do whatever they can to make sure that, that flavours stay as an option for people who have switched. And, um, you know, your, your, your health minister, uh, Carolyn Bennett, said that it's important to meet people where they are. And I think that's such a good little phrase. It's important to meet people where they are by giving them safe, effective, pleasurable devices to use. But the other thing is is not to get all caught up in this thing that it's important to stop all nicotine use. Um, Because some people will use it for life. And it's, it, you just have to acknowledge that. Some people will manage their, their mental health problems, their emotional distress, their difficult life circumstances with some sort of drug that, that helps them feel better about themselves. And for some of them, that's nicotine. Some of them, it will be cannabis. Some of them, it will be alcohol. But, you know, let's, let's face it, nicotine doesn't make you fat. It doesn't cause fights. It doesn't cause road traffic accidents. Um, you know, other things have, have downsides. Let's not get too hung up on the, you know, 
this this idea that that nicotine is is like the devil um because in comparison it's 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 relatively harmless you know we don't want never smokers using it um but for somebody who would otherwise smoke themselves to death clean nicotine is a good alternative meet people where they are so let me offer this to canadians that um uh, live now in a country where uh, recreational marijuana is legal. So if you're a Quebecer and you're trying to make vaping basically, you know, illegal, like because really disgusting ashtray flavors really don't cut it. Uh, and so let me just throw this out. I would argue that people who live in Quebec who have never smoked should have the right to vape nicotine all they want. They have the right to smoke cannabis that's sold by the government. And do we does, do we say here or in other places where it's illegal that, well, if you're a never joint smoker, if you've never tried cannabis before, we certainly don't want you to ever try cannabis. That's not the message we're getting, right? So why does that have to be the message with regard to nicotine? Yes. Yes, no, I quite agree. We we, we don't say to um, to to teens or young adults, well, you've never you've never drunk alcohol before, so I don't think you should try it now. You know, many families look forward to that moment where they can they can buy their their kid their their first drink in a bar, um, or or let them have a glass of wine with them. You know, there's a there's a a, a dissonance, isn't there, between um, alcohol and nicotine use, cannabis and, and nicotine use. And, um, you know, as I say, you know, nicotine is a fairly benign sort of drug. The idea that it's highly addictive, I think, has been extremely overblown. Um, we, in, in my clinical service, we saw people switch from smoking to vaping, and they would almost always be able to reduce their dose without any help from us at all. They'd, they'd start at the, the highest you know, that they could get. So that would be in England about 18 milligrams. And very quickly wean themselves down to a lower level and perhaps sort of like slow down at about sort of three milligrams, six milligrams, that sort of thing. If it was that addictive, you'd see them using more and more and more of it. That does not happen in actual real life. So, so this idea that it's, it's highly addictive is, is misleading and erroneous. So what's your advice then to Canadian policymakers with regard to these bans? Please don't do it. Think about the, the bigger public health picture and remember that um, a, a safer, non-combustible way of getting nicotine will actually accelerate the reduction in smoking rates so people will you know well fewer people will be dying of cancer respiratory disease heart disease um you know, a, a lot of that damage that's already been done can't be undone but they can stop it getting worse and and somebody who's who's younger who hasn't started to develop the smoking related diseases could could stop that downhill slide in their tracks it will also if you keep the prices low and don't you know slam a load of extra tax on it it will it will 
mean that more of the household budget can be spent on quality items rather than on tobacco. So make sure that there's a price differential between smoked tobacco and clean nicotine products. Make sure that there's a, a value proposition there that, that switching from smoking to vaping means that families save more money. Don't tax them equally. Because otherwise as well, people just get the idea that the two are the same, that smoking and vaping are equally bad, you know, equally harmful, and they're absolutely not. Well, certainly in Canada, the new excise, the federal excise tax, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau brought in uh, at the start of this year, went into full effect. It's having a very pernicious effect on the entire vaping market. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very sad because it's a missed opportunity um, to, 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 to make a, an extra appeal to families who would have been smoking. They could have been saving money with um with with switching to vaping you know and if if that attacks rise is to protect young people from starting um to to vape there are other ways of managing that you know good age of sale enforcement is important not not just you know um putting extra duty on uh, on these products so let's just end uh this little episode here louise with a, a description of the wonders that is UK and and the new program that's happening. What exactly is it and how big news is it? Well, we don't want to be too boastful, but we're very, very proud of of a a tobacco control plan that has a number of different facets to it. And there's lots of of detail there that, you know, we're still kind of coming to terms with, you know, getting, getting acquainted with. You know, um, and one is a task force to make sure that existing legislation and regulation is exploited to the max to stop young people from 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 buying vapes when you know they really shouldn't be buying vapes. Um, incentives for pregnant women to to make sure that you know both the pregnant woman and her her unborn child is protected from uh, the harms of smoking. But the uh, the one that's caught the public imagine most imagination most is the swap to stop scheme um, whereby people are encouraged to to use a vape to stop smoking um, and and we we, you know we stress that they also get behavioral support to do this it's not just the you know hand your fags in and uh, hand your cigarettes in and um, and you get a vape you get behavioral support as well Um, but the, the important thing is that that people stop smoking completely and switch 100% to vaping. And um, you know, this will very, very quickly translate into a huge public health benefit. 